bitch. <laughs> All right, bring us in, my dude. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Macabre Masters. Uh, I'm Original Nick, obviously joined by our lovely host of Noah and Pope. Today we are talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. So I watched um, the 1984 original and the 2010 remake. Um, which versions did you guys watch? I just literally just finished watching the original. So, yeah. I um, I went back and fucked with the original, but I also have seen the remake. Um, the 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 let's not talk about the remake really too much. <laughs> let's 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 try to keep this a positive podcast. Actually, yeah. that's not true. It was, it, was, it was okay, I guess. But yeah, so uh, Nightmare on Motherfucking Elm Street. Um, oh, I'm supposed to only have one per episode. <laughs> Too bad. I well, mean, you used it up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I use my I use my uh, cuss word quota for the for the for the episode. Exactly. So um yeah so Nightmare on Elm Street. Now uh, I I think it would be smart to kind of just uh, everybody knows about this movie, but just kind of. Mm-hmm kind of really briefly go over the plot of it um uh nick you want to take that you want to just kind of go yeah real high level for sure. so so for the like the the lore of it I, i'm like the lore guy i'm always stuck on that word but so like what happens is um there's implied things in the original and there's like explicit things in the new one but basically freddy krueger is um a guy who was once living and he attacks you in your dreams. And when he attacks you in your dreams, it happens to you in real life. Um, that's how everyone dies is he kills them in their dreams and then they, they die in real life. So that's, that's the surface level of it. Like the simple cut and dry of it. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger was a guy who was once alive, but then he was no longer mm-hmm. alive. Indeed. He's very unique <laughs> in that aspect. Only person I mean, ever that's happened to. <laughs> it happens um, on occasion. Well, it's, it's, it's also like the two different versions imply different. Well, one of them implies that the parents killed him, hunted him down, and then the remake shows them actually hunting him down and killing him. Because oh. um, in the original, it was um, kind of implied that he's a child predator um, killer. They were like he attacked uh, twenty uh, twenty kids on the street, um, on that street, and then in the remake, it was they were oh, they all went to the same preschool. And he had a special room for them. Um, so, and then the, at the very end of the first one, the mom like pulls his glove out and is like, he can't hurt you anymore, implying that the family's killed him. Mm-hmm. And then in the remake, it actually shows the whole scene where they go and hunt him down. And it almost makes you feel bad for a second. They're like, did, did, he, did they really? And then he's like screaming. And the screams he did, I mean, it's another anchor point. It's Rorschach from uh, Watchmen. But it was another anchor point. And he acted like, they were like, wow, they're really like scaring the crap out of this guy. But then you remember, oh wait, he's a well, predator. In the yeah. in the new one, so to kind of revisit that a little bit, the reason that originally Freddy Krueger was um, I looked a little bit more into it. The reason the original Freddy Krueger in the eighties was a child killer, and that's explicitly what they called him, also that he stuck mostly to teenagers, was because the original intent from Wes Craven was to make him a pedophile, but in mm-hmm. California at that time, there had been a real big problem where there was like a streak of um, kind of those types of attacks, and he didn't want it. And the you know the production company New Line didn't want it to be seen as a, um, as exploitative on the mm-hmm. behalf of those victims. Mm-hmm. So they made him a child killer, and then in the new one, what happens is 
it actually um, when the parents when it shows the parents kill him, it had not explicitly revealed yet that yeah. he was indeed um, attacking these children, and they did uh, go ahead and take it back to him being a pedophile for this one, and it's really chilling, honestly, the scenes where it shows him with the kids, mm-hmm. because like um, he's as far as I remember, he doesn't like explicitly do anything inappropriate in those pictures it's more implied excuse me in those in those scenes it's more implied that Mm. he's just really likes being you know a caretaker of children um which you know there's a lot of people out there that do that kind of work and find it very rewarding um and you know also refrain from hurting the children while they're Mm -hmm. doing it so word up to my friends out there who you know look after kids and don't hurt them Mm -hmm. um but with that said, uh, and then later on, it is explicitly he has a room and it's got pictures in it and mm-hmm. is explicitly outlined that that is indeed what he was doing. Because you're kind of led to believe in the beginning that he was unfairly burned to death. And that's yeah. kind of why he came back was because he was suffering from an, an injustice. But much like Samara, um, he, uh, he you know, kind of deserved everything he got. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of why they did it that way, and I I feel like I feel like um, another factor, and I talked about it with you guys on the chat actually, is that um, Freddy Krueger. We all like Freddy Krueger. We all think yeah. he's really funny and cool and interesting. Robert England did an amazing job playing him as the original. I mean, he's iconic. But mm-hmm. I think that if he would have been, um, so Wes Craven originally intended it for it be uh, one movie. It was called A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be one movie. And so if he would have been like a full-fledged pedophile, that's not the kind of character that you root for or like or mm-hmm. want to see more movies from. Name yeah. one famous movie pedophile that you would call yourself a fan of in public. Yeah, no. Well, now I can't even think of any movies that have – it's a very rare subject to be brushed on at all, really, because it's really like kind yeah. of beyond the pale. But especially uh, like this day and age, I don't think with all like um, a lot of like allegations coming out against uh, YouTubers, uh, a lot of stars, a lot of directors um, having their having their own special rooms. Um, I don't think it's going to get touched on very much anymore. Uh, or if it does, it's going to be a little bit, you know. Kind of scale much scale back, uh, is, yeah. is, and yeah. like these days, like they kind of scale it back as well. It's always been well, a sensitive go subject, way too yeah. far or something like that. To where it's like, is that really how it happens? Like I don't know. So once they go too far back, then they go too far forward. Sometimes but. I feel like when things like this come up, people actually um, talk about it more um, in movies and stuff, and so they might make some more stories about these kinds of things, but in a more um, I want to say tasteful way, you know, just like respecting uh, yeah. the victims and like how just horrific these crimes are. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. That That's kind of what I've noticed is like after things get big, you know, they make not exposés, but, you know, they'll start telling more stories about it to kind of show yeah. the real just horror of that subject, you know, to kind of t- show people how just awful it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So with that said, what happened is they made Freddy Krueger a uh, older young person killer mm-hmm. and and um another thing is at the root of that movie is really an old-fashioned morality play which is um something that you see in a lot of slasher films 
which is uh, teenagers having sex, doing drugs, drinking, doing that kind of stuff, end up dying. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a trope, oh, you yeah. know? And um, so the morality aspect comes into it as well. But um, my point is, is Freddy Krueger would have never been as successful a franchise if he would have been a mm -hmm. pedophile. And I think that's I think so, made yeah. very evident by the fact that the new movie, which was objectively a decent horror movie, like I, I don't think it's it bad really, at all. I, I think um, if we're on that subject, I think it was shot way better. The cinematography obviously was scaled up. Um, since 2010 had just started, it was basically a mid-2000s movie because I consider like the 2000s, mid-2000s to be over like 2001, or like sorry, 2010, mm -hmm. uh, 2011 even. Because, um, you know, you didn't figure out the 2010s yet. So it's still a very mid-2000s movie. Um, it reminded me of a lot of The Ring because there was, like, a big filter over the whole thing. Everything was muddy and gritty. Yeah. Um, but the cinematography was fantastic. The blood was more, you know, there was some CG blood, but then there was some really good blood effects. Um, so I think the cinematography, it was shot better. And um, it, was, it was darker. I mean, it's they, they like, really, they oh. really overhauled Freddy, like, he mm -hmm. he doesn't he isn't as funny, and he's a pervert. Yeah. And I'm just saying the proof is in the pudding. I mean, it was not a very popular yeah. movie at all. And the reason is because you can't root for Freddy. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? like you yeah you, you can't. can't. You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's despite the fact that Rorschach played him and did a fabulous job. I thought he was a he wonderful was he Freddy. was really good. It was really good, especially the acting when he was uh, young Freddy. And when he cries out, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? I was like, oh, shit, man, did they add in this version? Is he actually not a child predator? I was like, man, he's acting really well. I, I rooted for previous, but not new. I like, you're not a uh, killer Freddy Krueger. I like the uh, flashback Freddy Krueger. I was like, man, maybe this guy didn't. But, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have With been an pictures. interesting angle if they would have actually made him be innocent. But um, yeah. <laughs> I guess you just can't have Freddy Krueger who's innocent. But um yeah so it's i i think that that played a heavy role in it being a successful franchise mm -hmm. um although it was never meant to be a franchise which is another thing so fascinating about mm -hmm. it um they basically fa forced west west craven to put in the uh like the twist at the end like the um mm -hmm. the kind oh, of the mom the mom going through the thing yeah they the they sex doll through the, through the window <laughs> that was so funny she's just like <laughs> and, whoop, and there she goes <laughs> i think um, I think that happened to a lot of those classic horror movies. I think I was watching like stuff on uh, Jason wasn't supposed to be, or uh, Friday the 13th was just supposed to be like a whodunit. Uh, then it turned into uh, someone going, hey, you should make another one, and then another one. Uh, same thing with uh, Halloween. So all the classics, uh, all the first ones are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially, you know, in this case. And then I think uh, studios get really greedy. Yeah, I think that's I the thing know. is like I, I don't know exactly why horror movies all of a sudden got real big again in like the 80s because you have a lot of the classic like um, horror movie um, villains that just pop up in the 80s like Jason and mm -hmm. Freddy Krueger and and um, uh, Michael Myers and stuff like that. And, you know, all of those movies have just tons of sequels just because the studio was like the first one made a shit ton of money. Let's make some more, <laughs> you know, just shovel cash into it because they know it's going to be successful. But yeah mm -hmm. i don't know it's just it it makes me wonder why those films like even if it was just the popularity of some of the first ones that came before it that spawned just other movies like just this horror genre kind of redefining in the 80s but i don't know if you guys have an answer to that there actually is a really good answer for that 
Um, I, before I go into that, I do want to say that I do think that the Jason Voorhees, the Friday the 13th ones, actually benefited from the sequels. Um, yeah. I think the I movies... I know, yeah, the second one actually had Jason in it. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. first one doesn't, so, huh? It's just the mom. Yeah. yeah. He's, then he gets well, his mask in the third one. So. He's Well, Jason's kind of, he's in it a little bit, but he's got, like, the pillowcase or whatever over his head. Yeah. And he gets the mask later on, and uh, like Nick said. And so I think that's kind of where that one developed. But the problem yeah. is studios always take it too far. And then we have, you know, uh, Jason X, which was like him in space. Freddy vs. Jason. And then Freddy vs. <laughs> Jason. Uh, um, uh, Jason Goes to Hell. I think Freddy's in that one, too. Oh, I love Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, that's a great one. It's <laughs> classic. But with that said, um, the reason I think that that happened and is that um, – do you guys know the budget of the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Probably not that much. I think I looked it up, but I didn't – I don't remember it offhand. $1.1 million. It's a pretty small budget. It was done on a shoestring budget. What was the average like production oh. budget back in the day, back in like the 80s? For like all movies? I have no idea. Oh, okay. But I'm sure they had like big budget blockbuster movies just like any other, mm-hmm. you know, point in time. But it was made on a shoestring budget and became one of the most successful kind of horror movies out there. Um, but it's the, – the thing about horror is that you can – make them on low budgets and they make a lot of money i mean do you really think that hereditary was a high budget movie on the tier of something like jurassic world or or a marvel movie no, no not even close no. had you like know? 10 um, sets yeah um, imagine like <laughs> imagine hereditary on a marvel budget oh my God. Yeah, King Payman rolls in and you got literal trumpets and, you know, it's Tilda Swinton playing freaking King Payman and, like, all this. That would be crazy. Um, with that said, um, so horror movies are – it's a lot like daytime TV. Like, it's like you don't have to put much budget into it, but the financial returns can be immense. Think of something mm. like Paranormal Activity, which was made on an yeah. absolute shoestring budget and made, like, so much money back. Um, this, Blair Witch. Blair Witch is another one. Mm-hmm. And so these movies, they know that like people, if they, if they pop off, which they don't always do, mm-hmm. but if it pops mm-hmm. off, they will make back. Because the, the, the difficulty of making back money on Jurassic World and making back money on Paranormal Activities, I mean, It was another one. The new It yeah, was made was... on next to nothing, and it made back over a billion, if I remember correctly. It was like the, one of the biggest <laughs> Man. openings of any movie ever. I think, or and especially any horror movie. Horror movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it killed the game, mm-hmm. and so that's why that's why you see it because they're just like they they see like, oh well, the first Nightmare on Elm Street made all this money, and we can uh, give it a relatively low budget and make back even you know more money. So it's mm-hmm. it's capitalism at work. <laughs> the problem is is that a lot of times with these horror franchises, you see um, that they. They make the first one, and the first one is groundbreaking because mm-hmm. really, usually the mm-hmm. visionary behind it isn't planning on making a franchise. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they make a few more, and they're okay, and then it just goes to shit. Um, Hellraiser is another one. That like the first two are amazing because they basically went directly off of Clive Barker's writings, and then it just mm-hmm. went straight to shit. And um, I mean, basically every Hellraiser movie for the last four movies has been straight to DVD, essentially. <laughs> so, um, the originals are amazing, though. If you guys haven't seen mm-hmm. the originals, I, I can show you such things. I haven't seen the original uh, Hellraiser. I also haven't seen any of the sequels to the Friday movies, or the Nightmare on Elm Street. 
oh. especially not the Dream Warriors. I've seen all of the the kill count for them, so like I know of them. Um, but I just, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm gonna watch that, and I was like, man, I should have watched this like when I was like 17. This is awesome. This was my first <laughs> viewing of Friday the or of um, Nightmare on Elm Street. So me too. Yeah. Oh really? So you hadn't seen it before either, Nick? No, I hadn't. I had. I remember when the remake came out, and everyone was like, "It's not as good as the original." And I was like, "Oh, like I wouldn't know." <laughs> but I never watched it. Hmm. So eleven years later, Pope, do you have any <laughs> questions? Yeah, I was about to say, do you have any questions for us? After knowing that we both have only like just now seen it for the first time, I've got so many questions. <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask: Is people in the yeah. mod? Because back in the day, like the thing is, is back in the day when we saw these movies. Because I mean, I'm older than you guys. Unfortunately, not by much, not by much. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. Um, anyway, but the thing is, is um, when we saw him back in the day, it was terrifying because that level of effects was, um, you know, unique to us. But now there's so much more. Like, think about the part with Johnny Depp where they yeah, um, got yeah, in a rotating room and, it, you know, but so mm-hmm. as modern day viewers, um, what I mean, what did you guys think overall? Like, not just the plot, but the uh the effects and how it looked and all that stuff i really like uh, actually i'd really like to hear well, did you find it scary at all i think it's laughable in the modern age but back in the day that shit mm. fucked people up i think noah noah you can go first i got there's a lot of actually been thinking about this time mm. original nick is finally on it <laughs> um i honestly what it wasn't very scary it was very kind of cheesy a little bit but like in a fun way you know i was having fun watching it i didn't hate it or something um, I think there were some ideas that I could see. I don't know if the, any sequels uh, explore them, but that could be interesting. The whole like idea of sleep deprivation to avoid the killer, it could really be uh, just that, that path could be traveled down a little bit more in future films. I don't know if it is again, cause I haven't seen them, but I think that's a really, th- that's a thing that kind of is really spooky. Cause like, Dude, sleep deprivation is no joke. It it'll mess you up, and so the idea of having to stay awake to avoid somebody um, from killing you is like kind of scary. Um, there was one scene when she was falling asleep in the classroom, and um, and she and she saw her friend in like the body bag. That was a little spooky. I was like, oh, that's creepy. Oh, when it was when it was dragged down the hallway. Yeah, but like right yeah. before yeah. she started talking to her, and then like her face is like pressed against the body bag. I was like, oh, that's gross. Um, <laughs> And then, oh, what else? Oh, I thought the fake out of like you think that Teen is gonna be the main character, but it turns out that the other girl who I forget what's her name, Nancy. 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 Uh, Nancy's the main character because like Tina just fucking dies. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's your one. <laughs> That's your one. Uh, Tina I'm on just... three, so I'm chewing into my oh. next episode now. Guess whatever. T- T- <laughs> Tina That's just whatever. straight up dies, and I was like, like twenty, like not even. It was 17 minutes into the movie. I, I looked, and I was like, yeah. Oh, she's dead now. Okay, I thought she was gonna be the main character. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, kind of like man, they 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 Sean Bean you, man. They sure did. <laughs> they sure did. I was all I was all ready to follow Tina and see what her path had to take, but no. She just kicked the bucket. <laughs> also, that dude that, like, um, her boyfriend's kind of an asshole. <laughs> he was kind of a douchebag. I didn't like him. Guys Other- in those movies usually tend to be. Yeah. Like- yeah. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that was how it was supposed to be. But Even like, the Johnny Depp character was kind of a, a little bit of a dingus. He was he was better, but he was Don't kind of asleep. irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Like, he should have yeah. stayed awake. <laughs> but he didn't. So. Um, so, 
<clears throat> so for me, um, after so I watched this after Hereditary, and I don't. For me now, everything is not going to be as scary. Um, if I had watched this before Hereditary, I think it would have scared me a little bit more, seeing as how like you know we go to sleep every night, and the implication of you go to sleep every night. What are you going to do? I mean, eventually you're going to fall asleep. Um, also, there's a stark difference between the original and the uh, the new one, and that was like. And a lot of people have talked about this, and bringing it up again makes me sound like uh, a loser. But like after 9/11, everything really did change to where villains are more relatable or have to have a reason. Um, so with the original, you know, it's just a guy killing teens because they're dirty little uh, dirty people. Um, in the new one, it was like he had to be a predator for you to really be like, yeah, he deserved to die. Not that he was killing people, but because he was a predator. Um, so, and I think the original was also really funny. Um, just the way he acted, the way he like messed with them and toyed with them. Um, it was really funny and, and campy and quirky. And the new one, when he teased them, he had like a trophy room at one point. And, was, and I was like, my Freddy Krueger doesn't have a trophy room full of dead Hashtag not uh, my Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not my Kruger. Um, so I didn't find the new one scary, but I found the old one uh, more menacing, if you will, um, just because they really hammed it up in the in the remake. And like I know everyone says after 9-11, everything changed, and it really did to where your main villain has to have a reason or he has to be relatable. Um, so... I really like the original, that being said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm not a purist. Um, I do like remakes. We like The Ring, and that was a remake, and it was pretty good. I haven't seen the, the remake to compare it to, but it sounds kind of like, I don't know, like one of those gritty reboots that wasn't really necessary. It was, you well, know? the thing is, it wasn't even a reboot. Or, it know, was remake. almost shot for shot. Oh, really? It was almost shot for shot. They Gus Van Sant. They, they called it, it a reimagining. Not as, yeah, it's it's almost a reimagining, but not like Psycho, where it was literally shot oh, for shot. I've seen both um, of those. But all the, Only one of all them the famous good. scenes, yeah, all the famous scenes they recreated. Hmm. Um, blood through the, How was blood the, through the, the bed. Um obviously the boiler room and then the the the, sh- the bath scene they remade and i was like really you're gonna redo this one that's kind of like the iconic scene well one of them mm-hmm. yeah i i figured i knew so. that johnny depp was gonna die because i've seen that scene before i was like oh man i liked his character I yeah it was cool. yeah <laughs> it's kind of the disadvantage of like watching a movie that's has this cult status for the first time yeah. in the modern era because there's a it. lot of it in just the media and so you kind of recognize things and you can kind of see where the movie is going just from scenes you've seen in memes uh, yeah. and stuff very very doki doki literature club but for movies i actually had i mean <laughs> not to sidetrack but I, I actually didn't know what was going to happen when i play that game i had no i didn't know anything about it I, I, I this is a little bit of a tangent but i was watching like a game grumps compilation and i was watching them play it, and everyone in the comments was like yo i can't wait to see the it's like it's so funny when like all the shit goes down i was like what kind of shit would go down in this game and so like, you know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop watching. I'm gonna download the game and play it. Play it. And I was like, oh fuck, that's some heavy stuff right there. <laughs> I I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Oh shit. Uh, oh it's oh it's, no way. It's pretty good. Oh we got we got to get him to play it. We got to do like yeah. a let's play. Uh, we have Doki to. Doki. Don't look up anything about Literature it. Literature club. Don't look up anything about it. it. 
it's a visual let's, novel. Let's get on this. Let's those. get on this subject. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get things yeah. To talk about. Yeah. Um, I also some horror. I would like to touch on some horror games eventually as well. Oh, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. okay. So uh, I don't know if that's horror, but I do know that stuff like The Evil Within or uh, you know, uh, there's a bunch of really good ones. Out Slender there Man. Really <laughs> Slender Man the eight pages. Oh, dude, a Slender Man actually. Yeah. You guys want to hear it real quickly? It's a tangent, but you want to hear a, real, a funny Slender Man story? Absolutely. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Tatiana and I, we're both in college. We barely know each other. We're mm-hmm. not dating yet. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I go to a party. My friend's playing Slender Man on his PC, on his computer. Tatiana's there. I want to impress her for some reason that I have no <laughs> idea why. Of course. Might have to, uh, have to do with future marriage. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I, um, am, I, I don't play a lot of scary games because like, – I mean, they're scary. They creep me out, man. There's mm-hmm. always jump scares and stuff, and I'm just like, eh. But in that one, I got on it, and I was playing it cool, and I was like, yeah, I know how to play this game. I never played it. And so I was like, okay, cool. So here's what you do. And Slender Man showed up in the game, and I ran straight towards that motherfucker. Like, I was like, oh. <laughs> Slender Man! Now, the, here's the thing. The game is not built like that. It's built for you to find clues, and then eventually... Um, like uh, something happens to Slender Man, but you're not supposed to run towards him. Mm-hmm. So here's so what happens if you sin. run towards Slender Man. Um, he stands there, looks out into the distance, and you just die. That's what happens. <laughs> yep. Literally, that's what happens. He doesn't react to your presence or anything else like that. Nope. And I proudly, proudly, I'm like, okay, I broke Slender Man. That's awesome. I'm the best. <laughs> Marry me. Um, that's a cool Slender Man story. Anyway, so beyond that, um, I do think I, I think that it's a really cool juxtaposition though to think about, you know, the differences between a movie that comes out in the '80s and a movie that comes out today, especially when they're so closely intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For Noah, for you who hasn't seen the remake, if I was to define it in one sentence, I would say it's the old movie with everything fun removed. Um, okay, <laughs> that's, that's a true. good that's pitch true. right there. I'm really down to watch it now. <laughs> I'm sure the studio execs yeah. are like, thanks, bro. That's I'm, I mean, I'm imagining that that's how the meeting went. They were like, listen, 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 listen. Freddy Krueger. And they were like, yeah, makes money. Great. And then they're like, with everything that people liked removed. And they're like, you sick genius. And they busted it up <laughs> right there. And they're that's like, a oh. true horror. That's the true horror. <laughs> Outstanding. So – uh, guys, before we get into the rest of the episode, I actually want to ask, uh, do you guys at your jobs, do you do any team events? Unfortunately, I don't get to do a whole lot of events. We just have a lot of meetings and a lot of phone calls throughout the company. We actually, okay. at my place of work, we actually do have a lot of events because uh, I don't want to disclose my place of work, but it is a, a bigger company. And uh, there are a lot of events that go on within the company and everyone from around gets together and has a lot of fun honestly and they're they're pretty great some of them are pretty great and we actually have one coming up on soon that i'm going to go to with my sister who i also work with yeah very cool so um the reason i asked that question is because our sponsor um for this podcast is fun team events a company out of atlanta which is also where you could find nick if you look in some of the nooks and crannies of that city (laughs) um fun team events is awesome for the uh, specifically for the month of October, something that we wanted to talk about when it comes to them is actually the game of Drag Queen Bingo, 
which is uh, hosted by the wonderful Pollo Del Mar out of San Francisco. It's a very famous uh, kind of bar room game, and it's done completely virtually. It's very convenient and fun. But Drag Queen Bingo isn't the only thing these guys offer. They also offer trivia. They also offer match game, a game called Office Olympics. And the best part is you can theme them all according to whatever time of year it is. So there are actually Halloween events happening at this time. So make sure to go check out Fun Team Events. They're wonderful. Use the website www.funteamevents.com podcast for 10% off of your event purchase. So make sure to go to the website and check it out and uh, tell them that Macabre Masters sent you. Now, back to the podcast. He's just like, he's like <laughs> so freaking, he's like so, like like I said, like old dude did a great job, um, but it's just like, it's so unlikable. Um, I do I do like the, a lot of the, the directing of it. And the reason is because mm-hmm. Samuel Bayer, who directed the new one, um, he, uh, I was a fan of him already because he directed the music videos for Green Day for um, American Idiot, the, like mm. all the music videos. So hmm. American Idiot, Jesus of Suburbia, Holiday, and yeah. um, Wake Me Up When September Ends were all directed by Samuel Bear. Hmm. So nice. um, I I really like his style and I like what he does. But um, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like there's a, they could have done a lot better with it in my opinion, mm-hmm. but they just didn't. Now, I do think a theme worth getting into actually is the creepiness of dreams and how it works. And the reason is because mm-hmm. science still does not completely understand dreams. They don't, science yeah. doesn't completely understand dreams, how it happens, why it happens, why we evolved to dream as we do, um, because they serve no real purpose um, from an evolutionary standpoint. Um, and so with that world being kind of completely misunderstood, it's, um, it's a really a fertile ground for them to, to play with. Now, I want to ask you guys this. Have you ever had a dream that terrified you and you woke up and you don't know why it terrified you? Has that ever happened to you? I've had um... – I've actually had dreams where I've woken up with a really hard, fast uh, erection. Beat. Sorry, heartbeat. Sorry, <laughs> no, not those dreams, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, my heart was pounding really fast, and it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that one's gonna get taken out of context when we're famous. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, That's funny. But no, it would. It usually always wakes. Uh, usually, whenever that happens, um, besides falling, if you're falling and you, there's that one. But like, usually, whenever I wake up from a dream, something actually scary happened. Um, like the last one that happened to me, I was when I was living here, was there was someone in my house and I was hiding and they had a gun and just like from underneath my bed and I woke up and it was like, I was like, I don't know why I dreamed that. I don't know why I dreamed that there was someone in my house. But I think the thing that scared me was like, why would someone be in my house mm. when I have like a door lock, when it's like that goes under the door too, like jams it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why would someone be in my house mm. with a gun? Um, they obviously I want your sweet DVD collection, bruh. Sure do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blu-rays and DVDs. <laughs> my address numbers. <laughs> They're all about uh, physical think... media nowadays. That's all people care about. <laughs> this streaming thing is I mean, never going to work out, bro. Absolutely not. Um, no, just a bubble. Not whenever pop. the app keeps crashing. Um. <laughs> but the thing is, I was saying like a dream that terrified you and you don't know why. 
That's a like that's a, dream a very terrifying dream that makes sense. Are you are you talking about like a dream you don't remember and you just wake up and you were scared and you don't know why you were scared? I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, it, because I had one and I will never forget it. Mm-hmm. So in the dream, real quickly, I was in a tall house that I've never been in before, overlooking a cemetery. Okay, I don't know why. That's dreams. You just don't know why. Oh, so yeah. I'm overlooking mm-hmm. a cemetery and there's people, there's pedestrians walking by, right? And so that's no big deal. So a man in a suit walks up to where he's uh, directly in front of my window but looking up, and his head turns into a wolf head. He snarls at me, and I wake up screaming. I do not know why that freaked me out so hard. What I do know is it still freaks me out to think about it. Mm -hmm. But objectively, wolves are not scary. Men in suits aren't Mm. scary. Men with wolf heads aren't really that scary. But that guy, I don't know who he was or why he was in my dream, but he freaked me the hell out. Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. A dream that you had that freaks you out, but objectively when you look at it in an awake state, you're like, that's silly. There's no reason for that to be scary. You know? What's funny mm-hmm. is I, I, I had I a – I guess I really don't then. Hmm. I had a dream last night about this guy with like finger net. No, I'm just kidding. I had a dream last night, <laughs> um, and I don't really remember what happened in the dream to be honest with you, but – my all I know is my I had like a really bad headache in the dream, like I don't know if it was like a like a tumor or I got like shot in the head or something, but I woke up and I wasn't in pain, but it freaked me out because I was like, why would I feel that pain in a dream if I wasn't feeling that pain in real life? I know it's not really really related, like it's not like hmm. I don't know. That's more like physiological than psychological, but like it really weirded me out, and I was like super like I was also just like high off sleep energy you know like i was not you know i was a little out of it after i woke up so i was freaking out over nothing but like it kept me up for a good like half hour i was like freaked out i was like what i kept i don't know it was weird but i can't think of any like dreams that i actually remember where i woke up and i don't know why i was so scared i can't really think about that or i can't think of any nothing comes out nothing comes to mind the reason i ask is because I think a lot of times we don't exactly know what scares us. Mm. We have an idea of it, but we don't know exactly. And so Mm. one of the horror, one of the things that makes, so if you have a dream about somebody breaking into your house with a gun, that is absolutely objectively terrifying. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I had a dream one time that I was in a war torn zone in like Russia and I was in the top of a tower and a soldier came in and just popped me. That was terrifying. You know, mm-hmm. I have no idea how it happened. I still feel like I was living somebody's past life, um, but mm. I don't know because, I, you know, I don't think about this stuff. But um, the reason Freddy is scary and the reason that the horror exists is because Freddy in this situation would know exactly what it is that turns that switch for you. So Freddy mm. would be yeah. the guy with the wolf head in my dream, except yeah. I can't escape him. Mm-hmm. So every single night... You know, he be maybe the Wolfman comes closer. Maybe he comes up the stairs. Maybe I fall asleep and turn around on the Wolfman. I just literally shiver. This is terrifying to me. But I fall asleep and I turn around and Wolfman's in the room with me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where the horror comes from. Mm-hmm. And the horror is also in not understanding our own brains and yeah. why they do the things that they do. Yeah, um, the unpredictability of it. Have you guys ever lucid dreamed? No. no, I have not. And I've listened to those neuro beats, uh, binaural beats to where I could. Uh, but no. I should try that. I, I haven't could. tried to induce a lucid dream. But I know I've That's heard of like, 
Yeah. No, well, you know what? I've had, I have had moments where like, I've realized I was dreaming and I tried to manipulate it in some way. Like, you know how they always say, oh, you got to like fly or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have done that before mm-hmm. and it worked, but then you wake up because you get too excited about it and because you realize that it's happening Damn. and then you wake up. But I haven't like had a full on lucid dream. Have you? Let me let me give a little mini class. Actually, I'd love okay. to help oh with this okay. for this all guy. of the <laughs> all the macabre master people out there too. No, there's an excellent book um, by Stephen LeBurge called um, "The World of Lucid Dreaming." Okay, so I've done it extensively. So the way this works is, first of all, Noah, when you're in a situation like that where you are going to wake up, um, the what they tell you to do is do something called ground yourself. And the way you do it is, if you figure out that you're dreaming, you rub your hands together in your dream. For some reason, the sensory input like keeps you there hmm. um, because I used to have the same problem. Like I would figure out I was dreaming. Uh, I would dive into the ocean. That's my preferred one, swimming without having to breathe. Oh, and so um, cool. Never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's so cool. Like I was on like the Great Barrier Reef. It was so neat. Hmm. And um, But you, you have to ground yourself or otherwise your brain will just like the sensory input will get to be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and the worst case scenario is it goes back on autopilot after you already lucid dream. Because that's when you can start going into your brain turning on you and turning into a nightmare or something like that. So um, with that said, the best way to induce a lucid dream is uh, known as the uh, – it's the wake. It's the wake and then go back to sleep method. There's actually an acronym for it, but I don't remember. Um, Hmm. What you do is you wake up about two hours earlier than you normally would for about ten minutes. So you just get up, maybe walk around for a little while, something else like that. And the reason is because you're interrupting your REM sleep. REM sleep is where you dream. And so when you go back to sleep, you go back to sleep with intention. Now, if you follow anything when it has to do with mindfulness, if it has to do with kind of manifesting something in your life, if it has to do with anything else like that, the best way to accomplish anything in your life is to manifest intention. And so it's the same way here. You tell yourself, I'm going to stay awake. And I'm going to dream, and I'm going to remember that dream, and I'm going to participate in the dream, whether it's a flying or being on the ocean. With that said, the next thing is to start imagining where you want to be when you fall asleep. So I always do a beach. So I, I, I think about the beach. I think about the sand. I think about the smell of the water. I think about all of that as I'm falling asleep, and I will wake up on that beach. Hmm. And wow. so the last thing is to um, understand that the process of your body falling asleep but your brain staying awake is one of the freakiest processes that you can possibly go through intentionally. It feels like being sucked into a vacuum cleaner. I'm not making this up. I've done it many times. I'm not crazy. It is like being sucked into a vacuum cleaner through your brain. It is so weird. Mm -hmm. But if you stick with it, because it will freak you out. The first few times, yeah, you're I've, gonna think you're getting ripped out of your head by like a zombie. I definitely like know a, what you're like talking about. Time. It sounds like you're. Di- it feels like you're dying. You're like this it is does. how. It, that's how you die. You know. It's weird. It's super weird. Yeah, and, I was um, just having and, like that. I was happening to me last night where I kept like falling asleep, but like I was like, oh, this is it. This is how I die. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's weird. weird, but if you can stick through it unintentionally, that what I call, what I've always called it is the tunnel, and if you the wind tunnel really. And if you get through that tunnel, at the other end is being awake in a dream. And um, so the first few times you do it successfully, you're going to freak out. You're going to wake up. Like, that's just the way it is. You just got to stick with it and work on your discipline. And another thing is if you are dreaming and you you kind of get an inkling that you might be dreaming, but you're not sure, the best way to take care of that 
is to look at something with text on it. Mm-hmm. Because your brain, for whatever reason, in a dream, cannot yeah, keep about text one. in the same place. So my tattoos, love and rage, right? If I suspect I'm dreaming, I'll look down at them, and I swear to God, it looks like they're turning in little semicircles. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an art to it, and it's a lot of fun if you can figure hmm. it out, but it just takes time and energy and effort hmm. Hmm. and waking up a little bit earlier than you would like. Um, yeah, part a, of I'm the sorry. problem is I don't sleep alone. So um, anytime uh, Sarah moves, you know, I wakes me up. I. I don't think I've actually had a full night's sleep in a very, very long time. She moves around and um, she'll get right up next to me and then I'll like roll over and then she'll get even closer. So constantly, I, I've not had a full night's sleep in a very good while. We also have two cats. One sleeps up here and the other one sleeps between my kneecaps and they're always moving around. So I'm turning into a dad already <laughs> where like you never get like she, you know, I claimed that one slipper of the bed. She said, no, right here. That's your spot. <laughs> the rest is all for me. So cats are. (laughs) Yeah, the cats and Sarah. This podcast is hosted by, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Sleep Number. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Or Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve at this point. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Let's get a little spicy. All right. Bad dragon, you know what I'm saying? Uh, The Wandering (laughs) Bard. The Wandering Bard is my favorite. And I actually know the owners. They're really cool. Um, That is something that's lost on me. You know, I'm going to ask the Wandering Bard if they want to sponsor. <laughs> I, I'm going to look this up uh, on a private tab real quick. Ooh. Oh, no. I'll, I'll no. tell you guys what they do. They, they make sex okay. toys that are based on fantasy creatures. Gotcha. Uh, uh, okay. Beetle Milk okay. may or may not have like be working with on something with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, At this point, this is all speculation. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we get into true crime, that's what we can do it. So all the ladies who are really into serial killers, this is the. Yeah. Why? Well, when I say the, creatures, the I don't mean human creatures. <laughs> I mean like dragons and shit. You're did like. Did you ever read those? Like, <laughs> did you ever read those books as a kid where they had like a cassette tape with it, where it's like turn the page, it tells you when to turn the page. You, do you know mm. what I'm talking about? Or is that just I had, like my? I had a. Okay. I had one of those button pushes where you like flip it open and it says, you know, push the green button when you see like the green circle or whatever. Hmm. And it would do that. It would be like Disney. Um, I know this is super off topic, but they, they were like Disney like <laughs> movies or something. So you'd like put in the Lady and the Tramp cassette and then you'd have the book and then it would like at this chime you turn the page. I was just going to make a joke about like this the toy and you do this at a certain moment oh know. my god you're There's reading the life he's story of jeff Dahmer. at this time you yeah. insert and he's it. making uh, exactly he's making joi videos <laughs> sure the, yeah um, something like that i actually had a little thing i had a little thing it's called 2xl man it was a little robot he was sassy and he'd be like he'd be like he used cassette tapes and he would ask you questions and so he'd be like okay so you know what is the color of the sky a for whatever and you had to do it he was so cool i love 2xl but that's a little bit before you guys' time Probably. um i've actually been looking into buying one just for nostalgia reasons oh that'd be fun um you can also play like normal cassettes through him so you can play like music Ooh, and his eyes that's cool and his eyes and his mouth lit up with you know whatever he was doing whether it was talking or playing music so i think mm. it'd be kind of fun to play slayer you know but yeah, needless to say, at that time, I was a very small child and hadn't listened to Slayer yet. Um, so with that said, uh, 
yeah, this that's a I'm just imagining a Jeffrey Dahmer sex toy and like it's like the size of like a pinky because in my opinion <laughs> I don't know for sure or not but I'm pretty sure that if you're a person who rapes and murders women you probably have a tiny penis. Um, <laughs> that's my. Take his glasses off. I look like him. Yeah, this is why I've you never raped or like murdered Jeffrey anybody. Dahmer. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey baby, uh, listen. Must not be. Must not be a killer. No. Not only have I never raped and murdered anybody, but I also don't drive a truck. Okay. Um, I and don't I, have also, truck nuts. I also, I also, I also don't make fun of people on the internet for no reason. And she's like, "Oh my God, you're massive." <laughs> Do you drive a 03 Camry? Oh my gosh! Even better, Chevy Malibu. <laughs> That gets 30 miles to the gallon. (laughs) You drive a hybrid Honda Accord. (laughs) Big dick energy. Big dick energy. Um, Okay, so uh, definitely getting off topic. Um, A little bit. So with after show. Yeah, seriously, uh, dude. Seriously, macabre bastards. Late night with. Late, Late night, night with, with Pope, bastards. where he teaches you Ooh. how to dream. <laughs> okay. Speech. I don't know. <laughs> and then the fucking shark shows up. Um, <laughs> but you like sharks. Um, you pet but sharks. I don't know, man. So, like, what do you guys think about the legacy of these movies? So, obviously, we haven't spent a lot of time going into the sequels. Um, mm-hmm. But what I can tell you about them, I've seen them all. Uh, and there, there's a lot of really good ones, and there's a lot of not so good ones. Um, but uh, like, if you guys want to see a really great Freddy Krueger sequel, um, my recommendation is actually to watch Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, mm. Wes Craven's New Nightmare is choice. It is really, really, really good. It takes everything that's like great about Freddy and like kind of just amplifies it, but it also keeps a lot of the funny stuff. And it's also just really gory and stuff like that. Effects obviously got better as time went on. Um, so watch Wes Craven's New Nightmare. But as far as like uh, just kind of the first one and sticking to that, what do you guys think of the legacy? Like you guys think that you got they obviously attempted to remake it and it didn't really work mm-hmm. out that well. Do you think that there might ever be a really truly great remake that captures that '80s magic, or do you guys think that it's one of a kind? I think it's possible. Um, I think it's definitely possible for mm-hmm. them to to remake it and respect the original uh, source material, especially if it's made by someone who just has like a, a love for the, the franchise and the character. Because like if you really embrace the kind of campiness and the cheesiness of it, I think you could make like something that's really funny and also kind of spooky, you know, especially if you kind of like try and make it a little serious, but not too serious. You know, you kind of delve a little bit deeper into it, but still keep yeah. it rather light. Um, I think it could be done, but obviously, it, you know, how likely is that to happen with the way Hollywood makes things and corporations just, you know, the studios really pushing everything on the, on, on the directors and the people who are actually the creative individuals. I doubt it, but you know, which, what you could do is get someone who has fantastic respect for the series. If you actually watch um, Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to the shining that was handled very well and actually got the stamp of approval from uh, Stephen King himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hated because the they original got a director. Shining. Yeah, he hated the original Shining, which everyone else loves. I love it. It's a great um, movie. But I mean, I think it's, I think it's really good. Stanley Kubrick is great. 
Um, but what you, what you have to do is you have to find someone that's a lot of respect for the craft. Um, uh, I think we did get a re, uh, um, kind of like a soft reboot of the horror genre with Wes Craven again uh, with Scream because he kind of reinvented the first with the slashers. Wes I Craven think did Scream? A lot of people. Yeah, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Wes Craven did uh, Scream. The first one. Okay, gotcha. I did not know that. Um, I think that also suffered from sequelitis as well, unfortunately. Mm. It does. The first one was a play on all the other ones, though, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, he kind of reinvented the wheel of horror by like all the first ones you know they're all teens who are having sex they all they're all slashed and killed with blood and guts and then it got uh they started to get campy and funny then he remade it the whole horror genre with scream where it was a parody of horror um so i think you could if you have the right director and right writers and people who actually like give a crap um like if you had the actors from hereditary who give their all um then I think you could have a really good because a lot of the time, whenever you watch like a horror remake, they're not giving it 100 um, percent or a sequel. They're not really giving it uh, their best. They might be phoning it in. I who know plays th- who plays mm. Freddy Krueger in this modern, well done sequel. Who's the next Freddy Krueger in your fi- mm. in your version? Well, we have to have someone we don't know because we talked about that with Hereditary because they got their big their big breaks after um same thing. I think this well, was no. Johnny Depp's first movie. Was it was, it was. Uh, Robert Englund? So he got Robert so Englund was already a popular actor by this point. Maybe. Well, they also never showed him. They they showed him like a few times, and that was also something that I really liked about the first one. Um, and I talked about this in The Ring, I think, when we were talking about how, for me, I like when they show less. Um, they show the creature less because um, whenever you watch the first one, you know he shows up for the really funny and intense moments. Uh, then he has his big sequel, or sorry, his big uh, sequence right at the very end. With the new Freddy, you can see you see him constantly. You mm. constantly see Freddy all the time. Um, and with with Hereditary, you don't even see King Payment. Mm-hmm. You don't Never. even see him. Yeah. You you hear him with the tongue clicks and speaking through people. That's mm-hmm. it. So I like that they showed him less in the beginning. Same thing yeah. um, with I think the original uh, Friday the Thirteenth also wasn't. You know, they show up for the kills and that's it. There's a lot of downtime where they show um, Freddy in the new one a lot. Hmm. They have so um, to be someone that if they do do someone that we do know, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I mean, I I don't a know. Ripped, like, a shredded. <laughs> he's like he's like yeah, Freddy's here, bitches. Um, but I I'm Freddy's I'm tempted hey, to say okay, that's a crazy idea, that's stupid, but and not because obviously you're stupid or anything, just because you know. But the thing is, <laughs> is that. When I found out Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, I, I'm g- not going to lie. I was hating. I was like, 10 mm. Things I Hate About You was an excellent movie. I loved it. If you guys have never seen it, you should watch it. It's not a horror movie, though, mm. so not relevant here. But point being, <laughs> the Heath Ledger was excellent in it. He's a great actor. I was like, but him as a Joker, he's a fucking pretty boy. Like, mm. he could never do it. And obviously, yeah. I ate the biggest fucking like i ate my shorts hard on that one Mm. um heath ledger in my opinion is still the greatest joker oh yeah um and i so uh, chris hemworth chris but then again i don't know because when jared leto they were saying he was going to be the joker i actually held my tongue because of what happened with heath ledger and it turns out i would have been right uh you know so (laughs) um that's uh that's that's the thing is like maybe chris hemsworth would be an amazing freddy krueger 
Um, I do think, though, that probably for credit Freddy Krueger, one thing about them is you have to remember that Freddy is a child killer or a child, yeah. um, you know, assault. he assaults children. So probably you don't want somebody too attractive. No. Because if you ever yeah. see a picture of somebody like that, they just don't tend to be attractive people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, nowadays they're remaking, or they're not remaking, but they're telling um, stories like, uh, maybe it's not exactly child predators anymore, but groomers. Mm. Um, that's a new. Th- not, I don't want to say it's a new thing. It's been around for since the beginning of time. Um, but it's these pretty people who know how to say the right things and use their power um, to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like uh, insinuated in the remake. Is he was a teacher or a groundskeeper, a gardener? That was it. Gr- so like a groundskeeper who just really had an affinity and just at that point they were uh, too young to really like. When I think grooming, I think of, like, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, where they're susceptible, but, like, not naive super to where it's, like, I mean, I don't know how to say this without sounding really gross. Um, Like, but once you get to that point of um, adolescence where, like, they they want to seem attractive to older people, um, like, like, whenever you hang out with middle schoolers, like, when you're in high school, they always try to show off for you. They're like, oh, we're trying to impress the big kids. So, like, uh, teachers use it because they know students. Uh, if you're a hot teacher, there are high school girls who are going to have a crush on you. Um, it's a really delicate a, time in a person's life. A famous, mm-hmm. yeah, famous Very YouTuber. Impressionable. Um, yeah, in the impressionable stage. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, so, yeah, I think grooming right now is, like, a big thing. Um, and it's it's – starting to hit a lot of people that i really know and i'm like wow my life i swear like all famous creators that i like are starting to it's starting to get into them mm-hmm. oh my god like uh, like uh like uh real life just bad people like i can't listen to brand new anymore because the lead singer mm. was grooming girls online like bro you're a famous yeah. rock star go find a milf what the hell's wrong with you anyway but that's mm, neither here nor there. <laughs> so, so what I'm getting um, from this is Chris Hemsworth, the grooming Freddy Krueger. That's what I'm getting. From maybe this. okay. Maybe Chris Hemsworth is too pretty because whenever they do make these movies and shows about groomers, they're like, they're pretty attractive, but they're not like Marvel level attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's I don't, like, I don't know. There's like, like attractive, and then there's yeah, really they're, attractive. They're hallmark. And then there's Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> they're hallmark yeah, uh, like, Christmas ooh, movie level yes. attractive. Oh, there we go. Christmas okay. movie, Christmas. Yes, that's actually a perfect example. Um, there's that one that just came out where it takes place in the '90s. Um, Sarah watched it. It was like something about last summer. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's like this decently attractive, like a step above me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So like, <laughs> if, Patrick, if I'm a seven, Patrick, I like Dimsey, it. Patrick Dempsey, right? So that's he's attractive, but he's not like Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, he was in Grey's Anatomy. He was the main guy. For okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay. a really pretty guy. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I can feel that. I can feel something like that. So, yeah. I have, a, I have the, an alternative um, yeah. idea. Okay. If I, Here's the thing. It, it's kind of like, I don't know how offensive it is to, for me to bring this up because I love this individual. And I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, I think if Peter Capaldi were like a little bit younger, Ooh. I feel like he could. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. Peter, Peter Capaldi. He's the 12th doctor. Yeah, he played. He, doctor yeah. who? Yeah. Oh, or he's like he was in. If he you, played uh, uh, the thinker in Suicide Squad in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Did you watch that one? The HBO Max one. HBO Max one, the one that just came out. He was the guy oh, with like I the, loved it. It was so good. The with guy the, with the things I coming to, out of his head. Yeah, I need to I watch. Could, that I could, one. dude. Yeah. I could see that. 
if he was I a little bit younger that, that. or that. you could even at this day and age um since a lot more women are being i mean they obviously there is a gender disbalance uh uh imbalance, imbalance yeah. because you know whenever like a female teacher 30 40s is having sex with their 15 16 17 year old students the media goes Man, where was that when I was 15, 16? I'd have nice. fucked my teacher. There's mine. But, um, yeah, I'd have banged my teacher, no problem. But now, like, then the boys are like, I didn't know it was happening. My teacher, I mean, they know it was happening. But, like, it's just like with the girls. They go, I don't really know what was happening. I just wanted to impress my teacher and make sure I got good grades. So this new Freddy Krueger could be, like, Felicia Krueger. Frida Krueger. At this point. Ooh, Felicia Krueger. I mean, but then, right. but then, like, it would. they would play it up, and it would probably be – not as good. Yeah, yes. I, I I don't know. I mean, a female Freddy Krueger. Touching, could work, yeah. But so I think I don't know. Female predators. It's not as played up as much, and like it's almost played off as a joke. Like, um, whenever like if you read the the, the headlines for uh, a female teacher or a female person in power who uh, raped their um, their kids that they're in charge of, um, it's they they say. Uh, her students, her her children that that she loves. She seduced whenever a them fe- uh, whenever. or something. Yeah, or like, but when a guy does it, it's like the victim. This little girl was touched by a man, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, <laughs> ouch. Both are absolutely an, an disgusting mm-hmm. and have problems. Mm-hmm. But um, what gender are you? So if you I, fuck around yeah. with kids, you're a, you're an asshole. You're yeah, a monster. Yeah. That's where it, you're worse than Freddy so, Krueger. Uh, well, no, Freddy you're about Kruger as bad is, as him. Your new new Freddy Krueger is on notice. Um, but but with that said, I, I do want to submit my perfect alternate to Robert England Freddy Krueger. Unfortunately, the actor I have in mind is unfortunately passed away. Um, but in an alternate reality, I would have loved to believe it or not see an Alan Rickman Freddy Krueger. I think Alan Rickman would have wow. killed as Freddy Krueger. Hmm, um, interesting. Mainly because Alan Rickman was good at everything he did. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. To page 394. <laughs> Ronald I Weasley. That, I forgot that he passed away. Man, that makes me sad. He did. Cancer. Yeah. Hmm. Run, Nancy. Bitch. <laughs> 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 I just got that. <laughs> he's like, he's Welcome like, to bitch. <laughs> dude that would be amazing um, i would love to see that i want to go to the alternate reality where he was right he would have killed we're still it alive. i think we're hey, at 56 Dylan. minutes and like um i only have one closing remark and um that is shout out to ice nine kills i put it in the chat i'm a new fan since 2019 after the silver scream um but the first album or the first song off the album is the american nightmare and i love um I just love songs about things. Like I used to be into nerdcore, where it was people rapping about video games. Um, but MC like Chris, the way they just summarize it, <laughs> the way they summarize the movie, and they put some flair on it. And like, I don't know the way that they do it. It just sounds so good. Like every song sounds like it would fit at the end of the movie. You know, like mm-hmm. those uh, those end end credit movies where like they have a remix of the song. Yeah, I feel like Ice Nine Kills would be at the end of like all these horror movies. Their, their one on um, it on Pennywise I love was amazing. So um, good. Uh, speaking actually really quickly of MC Chris, he actually did a very good song about the Freddy Krueger movies. It's called Dream Warriors. and um, Oh, like the fifth movie? Yeah. Movies. But he kind of does an overview of all the movies. Like he, he mixes a lot of them in there. 
Um, MC Chris is wonderful, and that's a great song. So I highly recommend anybody who's a Freddy fan and a Nerdcore fan to go check out Dream Warriors, which was, I believe, off of his MC Chris Forever album, but I could be wrong there. It might have been off one of the previous ones. Um, with that said, okay, cool. So that's uh, that's Nick's note. Noah, we're about to get out of here. You got anything for, for the people? Hmm. Not really. I mean, I just I don't really have much to say about the movie. I think it was a fun. It was fun. Like I didn't. Yeah, it's a good. It it holds up pretty well. I feel like it's not like anything about it seems super dated. The effects were pretty solid. Like I don't know. It was it was a fun movie. If you haven't seen Night uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, go ahead and watch it because it's a it's a solid movie. The the nineteen eighty four one, not the remake. Can't vouch for that one. <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. If you, you might you might enjoy it. Um, I definitely don't watch them back to back like I did. Yeah, because then <laughs> yeah. you're directly comparing them. Yeah, exactly. The uh, okay, and then I guess I should say whatever I need to say. Um, I guess what I really have to say is simply that um, we never know what scares us, and we never know the things that affect our mind. And so I think Freddy Krueger was a very very good summation of that fact. Hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think taken individually, most of the stuff that Freddie did to most of us would not be that scary, even if it happened to us in a dream. Um, but as a whole, it, it does make it for a very, very scary thought, like this, you know, this guy hunting you. Um, also, lastly, I just want to say um, rest in peace, Alan Rickman, who mm. uh, was obviously an amazing actor. Um, and with that, that's all I got. That's all we got. Macabre Masters yeah. out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. <laughs> uh, this this episode is sponsored by Ashley Madison. If you're not having an affair, you should have an affair. Um, life is short. Have an affair. They got so much trouble for those commercials, dude. So much trouble. My gosh. Um. Yeah. But bye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.